What's up, everybody? Hope everybody had a good weekend. Enjoy some NFL football, some baseball season heating up. Not talking about that today. Heating up with the last week, last official week of the regular season. There's some great UFC fights. I did not watch those. I watched highlights. I'll talk about those later in the week, not today. Um, WWE had a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules. I'll talk about that today. That was a disappointment. And I'll definitely talk about my Chiefs being a disappointment. So here we go. A full-on week two recap. So what did I tell you? What did I tell you? The Detroit Lions are going to be bad. Bad, bad. But they'd be scrappy. Three weeks in and they have. Week one, they nearly came back versus San Francisco. We're down 41-17. Only two minutes to go. They roar back. See what I did there? They roar back and make it 41-33. Yeah, yeah, that was garbage time, whatever. Well, garbage time nearly went into overtime. Week two, they are matching up pretty well with Green Bay and Lambeau on Monday Night Football. 17-14, leading into the half, headed into the half. However, they do proceed to get blown out 35-17, to but like Peyton Manning said on the Manning cast on ESPN2 for Monday Night Football, which is going excellent so far. I love it. There's something there in Detroit. And either, week, and either this week proved that or it was just normal Detroit bad luck. Or Lamar Jackson having an incredible game, winning drive, for an even better Justin Tucker field goal. Justin Tucker field goal. Detroit was down 16-7 in the fourth. With only a minute to go, they got it to 16-17. One point lead with just a minute to go. Detroit looked like they had stopped Baltimore. There was a play clock issue. Sometimes when you're watching on TV, the play clock doesn't line up with the field, the clock on the field. And it looked like it was about a few seconds to go with one of the Ravens' plays on that final drive. And so Lions fans are saying they got screwed. What are, well, if it didn't line up with the play clock, we didn't see it, or the play clock on the field, like I did on TV, sometimes that's a few seconds behind, or a few seconds ahead. So I'm not going to sit here and say Detroit got screwed. I'm not going to be that guy. Um... But Baltimore did get within full field goal range. Well, Justin Tucker field goal range. 66 yards. 66 yards. Hit it off the crossbar perfectly and just tipped in the uprights just right. This game was a combo of three things. Detroit is scrappy, but Detroit still has that bad luck they've dealt with for years. And a good team would have lost that game. Baltimore is a great team, and that's why they won. They struggled to get any sort of major offense going, but they still came out with a W. Next up, Washington versus the Bills. I was wrong on this one. I thought it'd be closer. I thought Washington would put up more of a fight. I thought Taylor Heineke would continue to impress, or at least play, to not disappoint. But no. Which leads me to this question. How the heck did the Bills team, this Bills team lose to the Steelers? I'll cover the Steelers in a bit, but they blew out the Dolphins 35 to nothing. Then they blew out Washington 43-21. Josh Allen, Josh Allen and the Bills are looking like the team to beat in the AFC. I don't see them losing anytime soon. Maybe the Chiefs in Week 5. It's at Arrowhead on primetime. But 
same with the Steelers. If the Chiefs don't wake up, I'll, I'll cover both in a bit. And Steelers I'm going to cover right now. Bengals versus Steelers. I did not think Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase would be able to do much yesterday. After the showing in Chicago, figured the Steelers' defense is that good, I just assume the worst for Cincinnati. You know what they say about assuming, right? Apparently I didn't. Steelers' offense is atrocious. Big Ben is just shot. He has no motivation. His receiving core is depleted. Najee Harris can't do anything with that awful offensive line. And this is no disrespect to Burrow on the Bengals. Him and Jamar Chase have been playing lights out. Touchdown in every game. Maybe in a couple years could be the best duo in the game. I'm honestly just glad Steelers are this bad to take the attention away from the Chiefs right now. They're getting covered in my next segment. I've mentioned them almost every second. Next up, Bears versus Browns. There's not much to say about this one at all. Justin Fields and the Bears offense is just about as bad as the Steelers. A net yard of one on offense. One yard. Look, Cleveland should continue to dominate the rest of the way. After a few weeks, I can already see it coming down between Cleveland and Buffalo. Kansas City too, but they've got to get it together. Colts versus Titans. I keep telling Chiefs fans and sometimes myself not to panic for the Chiefs, but it's panic time for the Colts. This team is not good. They need receiving help. I don't think Carson Wentz will ever, Wentz will ever be an, an effective quarterback again. They've got a great running. They've got great running backs, a great offensive line, and a great defense. But when you don't have a good quarterback or receivers, you're hardly ever going to win. The Titans are going to run away with the South. Next up, Saints versus Patriots. I can't tell here. Jameis looks like he'll be inconsistent this year, or Carolina's defense is that good. Jameis played almost perfectly in Week 1, destroying Green Bay. Week 2, I'm not sure if he just played that bad, or the Panthers' defense is just that, like I said, is just that good. Patriots didn't play great, but I could tell the team was kind of looking ahead to the matchup versus the Bucks. It was Saints versus Patriots, by the way. I, sorry, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. The Patriots didn't look like they were all there. I, I'm not doing my predictions today. I'm either going to do them tomorrow or Wednesday, but I I don't know if that game's either going to be really close because it's because of the atmosphere surrounding that game. The Patriots have a good defense. Mac Jones doesn't turn the ball over quite a bit or a lot, I should say. We'll see what happens. Again, I'm going to save the prediction for later. Next up, Cardinals versus Jaguars. So Jacksonville looks better for one half. It's tied 7-7, seven to seven, headed into the half. Cardinals attempted a 68-yard field goal. Jagu- Jaguars had themselves a kick six. Second half start. After the second half started, Cardinals went on to win 31-19. I honestly think in the NFC it's Rams, Cardinals, and then the Buccaneers. Falcons versus Giants, a toilet bowl. Giants are bad. Falcons are bad. Who is the better bad? The team I thought that is the better bad. The team that I thought would win this game. If Falcons can play more small ball and continue to get after the quarterback like they did in week two and week three, then maybe, just maybe, they can make some noise in a very tough division. Giants, 
they just need a quarterback change. And defense isn't awful. They got some good, good skill players. I don't. I'm not confident in Joe Judge. They definitely need a head coaching change, but a quarterback change would help right away. Um, yeah, Broncos versus Jets. Okay, other New York team. J E T S Jets 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 Jets. No, I'm kidding. Denver is looking like the most complete team in the AFC West. Three and zero record. Teddy Bridgewater has a seventy six point eight completion percentage, best in the NFL. 116.4 QB rating, fifth best in the NFL. Zero interceptions, fewest in the league. Duh. Defense is led by the likes of Vaughn Miller and Justin Simmons. If they stay healthy, this team can win the division. Again, I'm going to mention them with Kansas City not performing at its best. Seahawks versus Vikings. Minnesota, Minnesota and Seattle is insane every time. The matchup is always intriguing, but this week the Seahawks couldn't get a lot of going. And Minnesota gets back on track. That receiving core is loaded. They must know something about loading up your receiving core. Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. All right. Cool. One second here. Sorry. Technical issue. Dolphins versus Raiders. I'm going to give props to Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. He's a great backup, a good starter when needed. Nearly knocked off the undefeated Raiders. On to the Ra- Actually, Dolphins played a great game. No shame. That defense is now on a streak of 24 consecutive games with a takeaway. Get one more big-bodied receiver and a little bit of depth at running back. This team could be a, le- a legit contender, contender. And I'm not ready to give up on Tua yet. Now, again, the Raiders. The pass rush is legit. The offense is doing exactly what I thought they would. The secondary, I think, is the weakest point on the team. However, it is still is good. If it all continues, AFC West will be loaded and could very well have four teams in the postseason. And here's a fact for you. Raiders are first team in league history to start the season 3-0. Beating teams that had double-digit wins the previous year, they're legit wins. Steelers, maybe not. But the other two are legit wins. You know why though the Steelers are atrocious right now. Buccaneers versus Rams. I thought it would be closer, but the Rams dominated this game. Dominated this game. I didn't expect that at all. Deshaun Jackson returned to the end zone, and Matt Stafford and Cooper Cooper Cup continue to go off, and the Rams are just the new kings of the NFL. Packers versus 49ers. Rodgers doesn't care. He's checked out. He's ready to leave Green Bay. He doesn't have that many fourth quarter comebacks in his career. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I don't have to talk about the game except for that last drive. After San Francisco took a 28-27 lead with 37 seconds to go, 25-yard pass to Devontae Adams. Down at the 50. Spike the ball. Next play. Two plays later, deep pass to Devontae Adams again. They're down at the San Francisco 33. Spiked ball. Next play, Matt Prater, 51-yarder to win it. Then Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines, jumps up in celebration like me on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, I love food, and Rodgers still loves football. I've got three things to talk about in my next segment.
Okay, so the Los Angeles Chargers. They're the real deal. Honestly, right now, I think they're the best AFC West team. Um, Credit to the Broncos and Raiders being undefeated. The Raiders' one win was against the Steelers. Yes, they did win. But the Steelers, like I said, I've said before, are atrocious right now. Just atrocious on offense. Defense isn't that bad. But the offense is just atrocious. The Chargers, they had... They did what they could against Washington. Great defense. Hardly anyone's going to drop a lot of points on them. Like the Bills did this past week. Or yesterday. Um... Could have beaten the Cowboys if it weren't for the illegal shifts. And if it weren't, if it weren't for the one legal shift against Kansas City, Chiefs red zone would be 0 for 12. Red zone defense would be 0 for 12 and allowing touchdowns. However, Chargers did have one illegal shift. Chiefs stopped them on the next play. Chargers had to settle for a field goal. So I guess Chiefs can take that positive. But I, the Chargers are just crazy. Justin Herbert. I've told you guys, I listened to Jim Rome and Colin Cowherd and a few others kind of for motivation, how to break down my podcast and just stuff to listen to. And Colin Cowherd said, and when I first heard it, Colin Cowherd said, Herbert's already ahead of Mahomes. And I think that's insane. But at the same time, he might have a point. Herbert doesn't make dumb mistakes like Mahomes. Mahomes doesn't. Herbert doesn't always go for the deep ball. He'll go for those little swing rounds to check downs, whatever. Colin Cowherd might have a point there. Might. I'm not crowning Herbert yet. Maybe win us a Super Bowl, get a Super Bowl MVP, then we'll talk. Or continue to dominate like you are for a few years. Other than that, I'm still going to put Mahomes ahead of him, but the Chiefs, they're not, they, and no way should the Chiefs be panicking right now. I'm not going to want to say and not give credit to the Ravens or Chargers for beating the Chiefs. But the Chiefs have shot themselves in the foot. Assuming, and I'm not, and this is for predicting sake again. Assuming Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just covers up the ball against the Ravens. Chiefs drive down, kick a field goal, they win. They're 2-0. and And the first three possessions, I'm telling you, speaking of the Chargers, I shouldn't say speaking of, the Chargers, they're... Their defense just played phenomenal. They were somewhat getting after him. They weren't really getting after Mahomes. They were kind of taking away his best targets. They were doing everything they could. And Clyde Edwards Lair fumbled. Again. Gasp. I'm not actually gonna gasp. He fumble wasn't his fault. He covered up the ball. He kind of got twisted around. And the Chargers just knocked it out. Same with the fumble before that. Mind you, Chiefs had three turnovers to start the game, and, and they were driving those games. Tyreek Hill had the ball, caught it, was going down, and before he went down, Chargers knocked it out at the right time, and they got the ball. And then the game before that, Mahomes, I I love Patrick Mahomes. He's saved my Chiefs from mediocre quarterback play at best. No disrespect to Alex Smith and Trent Green. Thank you, Joe Montana. Thank you, Lynn Dawson. But other than that, it was pretty crappy. Anyways, you gotta stop the no look stuff. Like you gotta stop. Everyone compares him to Brett Favre with all these mistakes. Brett Favre pulled wins out of his hat. Mahomes isn't right now. Two two losses in a row. Maybe this is me panicking after me saying, "Hey, Chiefs fans, don't panic." Favre would still find a way to win. Didn't move out of the pocket too much. Well, he did, but 
you get the point. Um, the Chiefs, or Mahomes, had that first turnover of the game. It wasn't his fault. He threw it at Marcus Kemp, but it was a no-look. That's what I was getting into. I had to catch my breath. Threw a no-look to Marcus Kemp wide open. If he just throws it to him, it's a touchdown. There was nobody in front of him. Okay, maybe he got tackled at the two or the one, but that's a touchdown, if not a first down. But no, Mahomes no-looks it. It's behind Marcus Kemp. It was still very catchable. He adjusted his body right, but it just went off his hands. I don't know if it was like too far back. Maybe it was the way I saw it, but it looked like he should have had it. And then Asante Samuel Jr. on the Chargers makes an incredible interception before it hits the ball, before it hits the ground. Props to the Chargers. They're a great team. And another thing to the Chargers, I'm being kind of silly here. Props to the Chargers. Props to the Chargers for not acting like it was a Super Bowl win. They just congratulated the team, said the Chiefs were a good team, and that was that. Weird thing about the Chiefs. Weird thing about the Chiefs. After the game, and I still got a little bit more to talk about during that game. After the game, they keep saying, oh, we shot ourselves in the foot. Four turnovers. Can't happen. Oh, yeah, that fourth turnover. I'll get in that second. Four turnovers. Can't happen. We beat ourselves. Like, no, congratulations to either team. I'm not saying you have to congratulate the team. It's a rival. No, they beat us fair and square. Like, okay, so maybe that's a good sign. Maybe they still have the confidence in themselves, which they should. I don't know why they wouldn't. Have the confidence in themselves that they're the best team in the AFC West, or at least the AFC, or the AFC, or at least the AFC West. I could see that. If you don't fumble the ball, you beat the Ravens. If you don't do no-look passes, if you don't do a little step-back pass and throw an interception at the end of the game, you win the game. One drop ball on the final drive with 10 seconds to go, you win the game. It's small stuff. Eliminate the small stuff. Eliminate the stupid mistakes. You're probably 3-0 right now, and you got to go face a bad team in Philly. And they're not that bad, but they're they're not good either. It Chiefs are fine. Chargers are great. Chiefs will be great, hopefully soon. But these next three games will say a lot about these Chiefs. And with the fourth quarter interceptions Mahomes had, there was two final drives. You guys saw it. And I know some people said, oh, Mahomes threw Travis Kelsey under the bus. No, he didn't. Shut up. No, he didn't. He did not. I've seen it plenty of times since 2018. Mahomes, every time he goes to throw to Kelsey, it's weird. Kelsey kind of comes back and catches the ball. Like, Why is he coming back? That's kind of their thing. Mahomes does a little step back. Kelsey does a little step forward. And his route kind of goes or backwards in his route, technically. They both go backwards. Mahomes tosses it up to Kelsey. It's a beauty. And this one... Mahomes kind of stepped back, but kind of didn't. Kelsey didn't see it or overstepped back. Sorry, Mahomes stepped back, stepped forward, threw it as he stepped forward. Kelsey went to go do his step back. It's all a bunch of bunches. It's all just a bunch of step backs. And then Kelsey completely missed it. Looked like a basically a punt for Mahomes. Like third and ten, we're not going to get this. Might as well just punt it now. And then Chargers end up scoring. There's 32 seconds left on the clock. There's three plays Chiefs could have had. That would have won the game. It would have been, oh, Chiefs won. Chargers lost. Can't believe they did it. And honestly, I can't believe the Chargers did The spine that Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert have to score on the Chiefs like that. And they missed the extra point, too. So it was 30-24 with 32 seconds left. One timeout. And the Chiefs 
Chiefs almost almost did it. So I feel like defensively, they played a lot better. They played a lot faster. They played a lot harder. Corners played relatively well, except for two pass interference calls. We get Willie Gay back this week. I honestly think they should start rotating in Juan Thornhill and Daniel Sorensen. We'll see how it goes. I'm not sure yet, but I do think these next three games really tell how the Chiefs season goes. I'm not saying they have to win all three. I definitely think they should. But if they do, they're looking at four and two, and Raiders and Broncos aren't going to be undefeated. That Broncos might be. Raiders probably won't. Chargers probably not going to lose another game for a bit. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but speaking of disappointing, I'm not running down the whole pay per view because honestly, I don't know why I watched it. So every time there's a w, a wrestling pay per view in Sunday Night Football, I love it. I can have Sunday Night Football on one television or on, on the TV and wrestling on my phone or vice versa. And I had it on one TV at wrestling and then on the other. And the pay-per-view is called Extreme Rules, where there is an stipulation to the match, a street fight, still okay. They didn't have any of that. Leading up to it, I knew about it. I, I knew about it when I mentioned it to you guys, what was going on. But back in the day, WWE used to do these things where they would have a fan vote on what match would be what. So I figured maybe they're going to surprisingly bring that back. Everybody was going to vote. And there's going to be stipulations out of these matches. There was one street fight type matchup. I honestly don't even want to talk about it. I kind of want to end the show off of this. But the only... For a standard pay-per-view... Good pay-per-view. For an Extreme Rules pay-per-view, horrible. Never do it again. The main event was great. The rest of it, never again. Ever. Don't, don't even think about it. That was the poor excuse of that type. I'm not even going to review it. I Like I said, every time I talk WWE, I sell it to you guys. But this, I'm hoping some wrestling fan hears it. I don't know why Vince McMahon would hear this, but if he does, I'm talking to you, Vinny Mac. Do not ever do that again. It is extreme rules for a reason. Every match should be some sort of extreme or some sort of weird stipulation. Again, explaining those match stipulations to you guys, I'll explain over the course of the offseason next year for football because the one thing that holds me over with football season, there's four things. There's NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, baseball, and wrestling. And a little bit of UFC mixed in there. I don't watch every fight. All right, that's all I have for you guys today. I'm going to go in a bit more detail on Extreme Rules tomorrow. But Monday Night Raw was great tonight. Monday Night Football was awesome. If you're a Cowboys fan, sorry, Eagles fans. Very sorry. Um, Other than that, good Monday night. Let's get the week going, guys. Have a good one.